Good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. It's Thursday morning. We are almost done with the week. Yippee, yippee, yippee. We've got a new guest on with a new team that we haven't talked about. I am very excited about this. I cannot wait. Bree, good Thursday morning to you. How are you this morning? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. Now, let me see if I got this straight. You're a Guardians fan. No, no. Yankees. No, no. Um, You are. What team are you a fan of again? Minnesota Twins. Minnesota Twins. You are our first top fan rivalry person that we've interviewed that's a Twins fan. Yay. That's a shame um, it took so long. Well, listen, I try. What can I say? <laughs> so how did you become a Twins fan? So I became a Twins fan growing up in the Twin Cities. I'm originally from the suburbs of the Twin Cities, Minneapolis-St. Paul. If you didn't know, that's how the Minnesota Twins got their name. Spoiler alert, Minneapolis and St. Paul are the Twin Cities of the metropolitan area. A lot of people ask me that question, so I might as well just go straight for it. I grew up <laughs> in the Twin Cities, and I grew up watching a player called Mr. Kirby Puckett. Oh. And Mr. Kirby Puckett, if you didn't know, you have some research to do as a uh, baseball fan. Uh, is a very char uh, charismatic uh, player and just captured the hearts of any Minnesotan or Midwestern or a lot of ball players and ball player uh, fans of all different teams. Um, so naturally, I grew up watching him, watching the Twins uh, with the World Series as a as a young fan. Um, but when I got into my high school years, I actually decided to watch the Twins game. And uh, Dick Bramer and Burt Bylevin, the Hall now Hall of Fame um, Minnesota Twins pitcher, yeah. Uh, the way that they broadcast the game, it was more educational at the time. And I know a lot of different um, broadcasters that was the tone in the early 2000s. And it was more towards the young 10-year-old boy that was watching. But me, I was watching it and I watched it and I went, hmm, they won. Oh, that was fun. Oh, what time tomorrow? Seven o'clock. Okay, I'll watch tomorrow. And so I started watching and I started watching and that's how I started watching baseball. Um, <laughs> then they wanted to contract the team and I got very upset as a teenager. Uh, and the rest is history following, uh, you know, players like Tori Hunter, Jock Jones, Corey Koski. Michael Kadire, you name it, that whole clan and the little piranhas that uh, Ozzy Guillen loves so much. You know, that whole clan is really what got me into the game. And uh, that's how I fell in love with the Twins, because why not? I, I absolutely love this. By the way, folks, this Top Fan Rivalry, this uh, geography lesson was brought to you by Top Fan Rivalry, just in case you're curious about how the Twins sit. No, I'm teasing. Um, I absolutely love the fact that you know all those players. And I got to tell you, I was in um, on the Wisconsin side last year or the year before, um, and I went to Mall of America and I found the home plate. It was great. I mean, it was phenomenal to be there. Now, don't tell anybody. Let's just keep this between you and I. But I went to Stance and I bought a pair of Dodger socks, being a Dodger fan, and I put them around the home plate in the picture. I still got the picture. I can send it to you. It's funny. But um yeah, that's great. All right. So you did just you, mentioned players. Okay. The, so when you were at the Mall of America, did you see the um chair also? Did I see the what? The chair. Yes, I did. Okay. Want to make yeah, sure you I saw did. Mr. Killebrew's chair as well. Yep, I did. I I'm a big I'm a I'm me, I love baseball. I'm what people refer to as baseball purist. Um, and so, um, I love that. I love finding the home place. I was just in Philadelphia with baseball sidekick two weeks ago or three weeks ago. And we found the home plate from where the vet was at the old stadium in Philadelphia. And so I love that. 
I, I could care less about going to the mall, although it was cool. And I noticed that like on each floor, it seemed like they had the same stores. It's like, oh, this is on this floor, but it's also on the third floor too. Hmm. But I wanted to be there um, to see the home plate. And it's funny because all I did was I asked just a random stranger. I said, are you from here? And they said, yeah. And I said, where's home plate? And they go, oh, go around here. They knew where it was at. That's all I had to say was where was home plate? So, and they were super kind and I loved it. So yes, good trip. Good first thing. And when we talk about ballparks, I'm going to ask you a question. But you mentioned players. Talk to me about your favorite player, current favorite player, and favorite player of all time. They don't have to be twins, but you've got plenty to discuss. Yeah. So you tell so me. My favorite player currently is Luis Arroyo. I affectionately okay. call him Lulu. I watched him grow up through the Twins organization. I currently live in Florida because uh, as much as I love the Twin Cities, I do not love the snow. So I've become a permanent snowbird since 2008. Um, so I've had the pleasure of watching a number of uh, Twins players and other top prospects through the Florida State League and grow through the system. And Louisa Rise uh, is one that I've loved to watch and cheer on and support uh, to when nobody knew who he was and he'd come over and say hello and take a picture and sign an autograph and everything to winning, you know, the American League batting title and becoming an all-star, you know. So just seeing how, um, you know, the personality and the person and cheering him on like a brother, if you will, and uh, that's just why I love the success of Louisa Rise as someone who just has the passion. And for me, I have a passion for watching the game. So seeing that come hand in hand, that's why I love Louisa Rise. And I always will love Louisa Rise, even though he doesn't play for the Twins anymore. So 1% Marlins fan now. <laughs> Hulu. I've never yeah. heard that, but that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know where I got it from, but I just picked it up and it just it just stuck with me. Um, my favorite player overall of all time is going to be a toss up between Kirby Puckett and Joe Maurer. Joe Maurer's impact on the organization um, within the last you know 20 some years since he was drafted and came up through the organization um, just has a great impact on the Midwest overall. Similar to Ken Herbeck had, similar to other ball players from the organization or from the location of the organization. But it's just that Midwest culture and everybody has their own connection to Joe Maurer and how they know Joe Maurer, how Joe Maurer impacted them. I had the pleasure of being at Joe Maurer's last game when he put on that catching gear. And I will tell you that there's no crying in baseball, but there was not a dry eye in that ballpark when <laughs> Joe Maurer was out there and they had his parents on the Jumbotron, you know, watching it and seeing it through them. Uh, it's just a, was just a great experience and seeing that, you know, come full circle and seeing his career come full circle. I couldn't agree with you more. I am a closet Joe Maurer fan myself. I am the kind of guy that loves the guy that just laces them up, gets dirty, and you don't hear about them off the field unless it's good stuff, i.e. Dustin Pedroia um, from from Boston. Right. Um, guys like um, Adrian Beltre when he played in Texas. Right. It, you just love that. And Joe Maurer. And I'm hoping I don't get to vote, but I'm hoping that next year when he's on the ballot for the first time for the Hall of Fame, that he makes it in. Yeah. Um, I think his numbers are there, but I think he was good for the team and good for the good for the game. Right. And yeah, so good quite for a few batting titles, quite a few gold gloves, mm -hmm. you know, especially as a catcher. So. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? There's a lot of stiff competition these days, and they uh, it took Bird a number of years, and they don't have that many years anymore. Yeah, well, Bird it, it took it took Tony Oliva and Jim Cott many years 
So mm-hmm. there's always hope even if they don't make it. Because if, if, if Kitty Cat can make it last year, anybody can. Look at you, girl. You're quote, quoting all the old ones. I love it. I love it. Um, and you're right. I was younger. upset that I, I saw Burt Blylem pitch here in Orange County, California, um, when he pitched for the Angels. And, and he was something special. But there were so many pitchers that overshadowed him when he played, um, you know, like Jack Morris, who pitched for you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. like Nolan Ryan, um, like Mike Scott. There were just a number of pitchers back then, Fernando Valenzuela, that just kind of overshadowed him just a tad, and not rightfully so. I mean, Bird just did it right, but I love it. And Kirby Puckett is always a fan favorite. You know, jumping the wall during the World Series. I, the guy the guy was five foot three or something like that and could steal a base like nobody's business. It was awesome. So good call. I like those. All right. So now we know why you're a Twins fan, and now we know your favorite players. Talk to me about ballparks. What professional ballparks have you been to in in your lifetime? Okay, so with the Major League um, ballparks, I've been to the Metrodome, shocker. Shocker. And to Target Field, shocker. Shocker. Um, I've also been to Tropicana Field, Turner Field, U.S. Cellular, as it was called at the time, Dodger Stadium, Marlins Park, Wrigley Field, uh, Minute Maid Park, Globe Life Park, the, the older one, not the brand new one, uh, Citizens Bank Park, and Angel Stadium was a new ballpark that I checked off this year. Okay, okay. So I'm at 11, but I have a couple that I have to cycle back around again. So of those 11, do you have kind of outside of, okay, forget Target Field for a second, outside of Target Field, um, which, by the way, I want to ask you a question about. Um sure. Outside of Target Field, do you have a favorite one that you've you've been to? I actually really enjoyed going to Angel Stadium. Um, I purposely picked, you know, to see Shohei pitch uh, the previous season. I got to see him at Tropicana as the DH, and uh, I got to cheer for him because it was the Rays and and the Angels. Um, so I purposely, you know, got to check that box, if you will, to see him. Um, but I really enjoyed the fan experience as a visiting fan. Now, it could be because one of the two games I went to, I did wear my Rod Carew jersey. And so it was very well accepted within the Angels fan community um, compared to some other ballparks. Um, I did leave out on there that I went to Yankee Stadium. So I guess I always forget that I went to Yankee Stadium. Um, I don't know why I forget because it was the playoffs. But I went to Yankee Stadium. <laughs> okay. It's usually Citizens Bank Park that I forget that I went to. So. So when we're done with this and we're not recording, I've got a good story for you about something that you just mentioned. But we'll leave that for the fans to guess, and you and I will talk about that offline. All right. So, because um, I have a six degrees of separation to your organization. Um, so here's my question for you about Target Field. Okay. Why in the heck would you build an outside stadium? It's freezing cold in April and freezing cold in October. And now with the World Series going into November, are you kidding me? If you guys make the World Series, are you kidding me? Talk to me. So what happens at Yankee Stadium? What happens at Fenway? It's not that cold. Not that cold. Oof. Not that cold. I can't wait until you guys get to the World Series against the Rockies some year. We're going to be watching Game 7 of the World Series right after we watch the freaking lions on Thanksgiving day play, because you're going to have so many snow outs. Well, I will tell you, I've been to target field when it is completely hotter than hot and colder than cold. And I am in those stands and uh, in those stands longer than a lot of other fans are. 
So you just dress appropriately. If people can go to football games in the cold in Chicago in January, yeah. then I'm sorry, you can you can go to a baseball game. Yeah, good call. And, good call. The um, I, I'm not worried about the fans going. I'm worried about being able to play. But um, so I talked to a Minnesotan. Okay, the Astros won't know how to play in there. So we'll That's be good true. for the playoffs. I'm sorry, Jack. So I talked to a guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I talked to a guy who's a, a native Minnesotan, and he had told me that when the because your original field was outside, and then everybody kind of was up in arms before the Metro Dome was built and said, We got to get a dome, we got to get a dome. And then once the dome was built, everybody was kind of like, We want to play outside, <laughs> we want to play outside. So apparently, whoever the the powers that be were on target field listened to, We, we want to play outside. Um, I don't know how true that is. That's, I mean, he lives in Orange County, California now, but. No, there was a big push for outdoor baseball. I mean, Joe Maurer had practically no exposure growing up, you know, to professional baseball outside until he really became a professional baseball player. And that's how it was for a lot of fans in that era, because there were so many domes everywhere. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's fast forward. Let's say we're in June of next year. You've got a okay. month off. You got unlimited resources, and you need to check off five new ballparks that you haven't been to. Forget about geography. You have unlimited resources. Where are you going to go? Well, I follow the Twins. Every time I've been to those ballparks, that's where the Twins are playing. So if I look at the schedule for next Love. year, you said June. Yeah. I oh, to you're going to look at the schedule. June, I, I May, April, up. whatever I'm you want to do. I, I I want to see my team play. It's not that I don't want to see another team play by any means, um, but if I'm going to go, I'm going to go all in. Um, so ballparks that are high on my list, um, Petco Park yeah. um, is high on my list from the fan experience, yeah. um, T-Mobile Park, um, Oracle Park, uh, Great American Bowl Park. Uh, those are some of the top ones on my list. And of course, Fenway, because I haven't gone there. Uh, Camden Yard is also high up there because they say that's one of the major influences of um, Target Field. And from looking at photos and videos and games, obviously, I can see that definite resemblance from an architectural standpoint. Now, you've that's mentioned Jackie a couple of you mentioned Jackie a couple of times. You're referring to Jackie in Houston, correct? Yes. OK, now, Jackie in Houston, when she listens to this, she's going to hate me for admitting this, but I she had told me on a number of occasions, even this weekend, that her favorite ballpark outside of the juice box, outside of Minimane Park, is Target Field. Yep. It's a nice and ballpark. It's a great fan experience ballpark. It's accessible. It has different options. They run promotions. They do things for fans of the casual fan to the diehard fan to everywhere in between. Yep. No, I, I completely understand that. And that's, um, I'm looking forward to getting there. I've never been there. I'm looking forward to getting there. Um, but she had, yeah, she had mentioned that. And it's funny that we're talking about that. So that's, those are awesome um, ballparks. You will absolutely love Camden Yards. We were there two weeks ago. Um, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. And it's, it's got a very homey atmosphere to it where some ballparks don't, they feel kind of like cathedrals. Um, it has a very homey atmosphere to it. You're going to love Fenway because it doesn't disappoint. It is everything that you think that a major league ballpark that's 112 years old should be. 
I feel like it'll just feel like uh, Jeff Lusso. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might. <laughs> the one thing that's blue, right? <laughs> the one thing that surprised me about Fenway, but then I had to like double check myself and realize, oh, that's why. So the ballpark's gorgeous. Walking up to the ballpark, you feel like you're walking into history. The ballpark is everything that you see on TV. It's gorgeous. When you're in the concourse, though, if you and I are walking side by side and Jackie's walking the other way, guess what? One of us is going to have to turn sideways because the concourse is not built very similar big. Similar to Wrigley. Yeah, exa exactly. It's similar to Wrigley. But a hundred and something years ago, we were 130 pounds dripping wet. Now we have, you know, cheeseburgers that we eat like nobody's business. And we're a little bit bigger than 130 pounds. Right. Yeah. So, um, so that being said, um, yeah, that's, that's amazing. So, okay. Final question for you. I'm loving that we could do this all morning, but both of us have to get on with our days. Final question for you. You've got about 20, 25 games left. Um, the Guardians, Cleveland's, whatever we're calling them these days, are probably the not going to catch you. The Gardos. Yeah, good call. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. I'm going with it. The Gardos. They're they're probably not going to catch you. What are you looking forward to most about the rest of the season and going into the playoffs? I am looking forward to just continuing to watch uh, the Twins continue to put together uh, a passionate uh, baseball, you know, game every day. And seeing that success of the team that's fought so hard, uh, one of the things that I said earlier, and I and I love, I love watching the players that have come through the organization and grown. It's not like I don't love watching Carlos Correa or, you know, whoever else see success with the Twins. Um, but seeing that success from Royce Lewis, who I've seen grow up through the organization as the number one draft pick, or Johan Duran, who was a trade when we lost a lot of players, but he's essentially grown up through the, most of the organization. Seeing success with the players like that, uh, you know, there's nothing better than seeing um, Mr. Forrest Lake Walner hit a home run or a grand slam. And so seeing more success of that and seeing more of the community come together, really enjoy the really enjoy the game more getting more fans into the game um and that success um there's a lot of bandwagon fans everywhere that's how the minnesota vikings still have fans ah, um ah, ah. i will i will support the minnesota vikings when they win a super bowl and they have not yet done that so um you know if it gets more fans into the game gets more passion around it um that's really what i'm looking forward to and seeing them succeed and seeing succeed past the postseason um, because I would love to see them uh, continue to move forward and be the great team that I know that fundamentally um, they are, structurally they are, and uh, the fans of the Midwest really want to see. I love that. And I love the fact that you nailed it down to specific players and what's exciting. Um, it will, everybody says, everybody, and, and it drives me nuts. This time of year I get IMs from people, oh, this this team's going to do awesome. Oh, the Braves are are fantastic. They're Best record in baseball. It's a whole new season. The postseason is a whole different atmosphere. And a team like the Twins, who squeak into the playoffs, comparably speaking against, you know, if they were in the AL East, there might be a little trouble. Um, but a team like the Twins could win it all. It just, that's the way that it rolls. And I love it. That's so, how they won the 91 World Series, worst of first. So Exactly. So, Bree, if people don't know who you are, we're going to tag you anyways. Um, okay. But can you please tell me what you go by on Instagram? 
I go by ballpark fashion on Instagram. Why do you do that? Why do I do that? Uh, I started my own uh, small business because I'm very passionate about uh, fans. And I saw a lot of things that were online or in stores. And I wanted to create what I was looking for and build that community. And I've been able to get to know a lot of fans, most of them being female, but male fans as well of the game and get to um, see what excites them and see what you know, and create items that they're looking for and just uh, share that love and excitement for the game as we continue to grow it uh, and continue to grow also um, the excitement around women's sports as well. Because if you didn't know, Bill, we get mansplained a lot as female fans and there's no mansplaining in baseball. So the more that we can support ourselves as women and normalize being a smart female fan and that that's okay, then that's great. Because every time I go to ball with my male friends a a young man like yourself will come up to me and say oh who is that in the outfield you know shagging balls and i'll say oh that's bruce star gratterall and the yankees fan will look at me and go who <laughs> and then yep. bruce star will walk by and go oh you know who he is i said yes i do but before that they will ask my male fan and that's a true story hey, so listen listen i i love it I love it. I love Top Fan Rivalries had plenty of females on this podcast. And I love the fans that can, can, I, again, your interview has been great because you understand. And I love that. So, yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. And thank you for calling me young, too, by the way. I appreciate that. Well, that's, you know, we're just, we're just young and younger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Well, Top Fan Rivalry followers, I asked Bree that. I knew the answer to that question, but I asked her that so that she can plug her small business. I'm always a fan of people doing small business and always want to support small businesses, especially um, as Baseball Sidekick and I have talked, especially female-owned small businesses. Um, and so, Bree, first of all, thank you for your baseball knowledge. Thank you for your time on a Thursday morning, and thank you for plugging um, your business and will you do me a favor and will you come back on with me at some point when we've got another group on of course awesome thank you as top long as, you followers me, is... as long as you tell me one thing what's that you have to say the minnesota way you betcha you you betcha oh i just down in texas i had learned y'all you betcha how's that <laughs> you betcha there you go i mean there's y'all in texas there's you betcha apparently minnesota in Boston, when we were down by TD Garden, it's not TD Garden, it's TD Garden. It's the Garden. And so I'm trying to learn it all. Okay, I can only do so much. You know, I went to public school. Help me out. Anyways, Top Fan Rivalry followers, I hope you enjoyed your Thursday morning. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Bree has been amazing. Bree, stick around for a second with me, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for your time.